Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for February 21, 2011, and now the news. Back in 1985, Mazda created a sensation when it announced it would start building cars in the United States. That's back when the U.S. had an import quota on Japanese cars, which were then flooding the market. Mazda took over a casting plant in Flat Rock, Michigan, that Ford had closed down and converted it into an assembly plant. Years later, when Mazda fell on hard times, Ford took over part of the plant and started building Mustangs there, alongside the Mazda 6. But as we've been reporting here for nearly two years, Ford and Mazda are increasingly going their separate ways. And now Mazda says it's considering dropping out of the plant. Well, here's my Autoline insight. Mazda absolutely will drop out of Flat Rock. Sales of the Mazda 6 have plummeted. Just a couple of years ago, Mazda sold about 75,000 of them every year in the American market. This year, it will be lucky to sell 33,000 of them. And I don't see how Mazda can keep justifying that car in that plant at such low production volumes. They'll probably move that production back to Japan. Technology keeps on advancing. More and more automakers are adding voice controlled, GPS enabled, touchscreen widgets to their vehicles, which are killing off all kinds of old fashioned features. Things that were pricey options 10 years ago are now standard on all but the cheapest models. Take power windows, for instance. Back in 1990, roughly 60% of cars sold in the US had them. Last year, that number was damn near 100%. Look at the proliferation of power door locks, power mirrors, and disc brakes. Same story. Even cassette tape players are nearly extinct. The 2011 Ford Crown Victoria is the only vehicle in the US that still offers one. It's available as part of what they call the Dual Media Premium Electronic Options Package. The venerable tape player will vanish from the market in the third quarter of this year, which is when the last Vicky rolls off the line. And speaking of new technology going on cars, regulators in Japan have already come up with rules to govern sound generators for electric cars and hybrids. The US and Europe are looking at writing rules of their own. It's all about warning pedestrians because those cars can be so quiet. And so the supplier company Delphi has come out with not one, but two different sound generators, what it calls sounders. The first one creates a frequency range of 500 hertz to 10 kilohertz and can reproduce different melodies. But for more upscale cars, Delphi developed a high fidelity sounder that uses a cone speaker. Delphi says, Every automaker is working on its own proprietary sound, but it gave AutoLine Daily a sample of what the system can sound like. Audi released a few sketches of a concept version of the A3 it's expected to intro in Geneva next month. Shown in red, the four-door notchback sedan features a turbocharged five-cylinder engine with 408 horsepower, quattro all-wheel drive, and a seven-speed dual-clutch automatic transmission are also part of the powertrain equation. No news yet on production or pricing, but it show is pretty in these pictures. 
The U.S. House of Representatives voted early this morning to block E15, gasoline that has 15% ethanol mixed in with it. According to the Detroit News, the EPA already approved E15 use for vehicles built after 2001, but the House vote blocks the agency from spending any money to use it. The House also approved an amendment that ends a tax subsidy for gas stations to install pumps that can dispense different amounts of gas and ethanol. Opponents of E15 says it will cause confusion amongst consumers and could damage older engines. Those in favor say that's ridiculous because tests already prove it will not do any harm and it also helps reduce our dependence on foreign oil. BMW just introduced a new performance exhaust system specifically designed as an accessory for the M3 coupe, sedan, and convertible, which reduces back pressure and allows the engine to produce an even more powerful sound. The system is made from a heat-resistant and lightweight chrome-nickel alloy. Its lightweight allowed engineers to reduce the thickness of the tubing, which helped shave 20 pounds compared to the original system. The M Performance system included perforated inner pipes and polished titanium tips, which are laser engraved with the M logo. It can be installed at any certified BMW center for just $4,300 plus installation. The Hyundai Equus is a very impressive car, except for one thing, the way they styled it. I'll show you what I'm talking about right after this. Reducing exhaust emissions, aerified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability. DowAerify.com. The Hyundai Equus is a true luxury car. It shows that Hyundai really has all the technical ability it needs to move more upscale. But there's one aspect of this car where they really missed the mark. Recently, I got a chance to test drive one, and here is my reaction. Here's my instant styling impression of the new Hyundai Equus. You know, Hyundai's a company that's been coming out with bold and innovative designs of its own, but when it came to doing a luxury car, these guys chickened out. They started copying what's already out there in the marketplace. I mean, take a look at the front end of this vehicle, especially a grill. That's a ripoff of a Mercedes-Benz. And then when you look at the character line that runs down the side of the vehicle, it's okay, I guess, but you especially notice when you get to the rear door panel how it kicks up. That came right off the Buick LaCrosse. And when you get to the rear end of the vehicle, this thing just screams Lexus LS. In fact, this car is mostly a bunch of mishmash different design cues from Mercedes and Lexus. And I really hope when they do the next generation Equus that they come out with a bold and innovative design of their own. I think that if Hyundai stops worrying about the competition and just goes out and styles the Equus as its own vision of a luxury car, it could truly break into the luxury segment. And I'll bet they do just that with the next generation of the car. Hey, don't forget to tune into Open Line tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't just sit back and listen. It is the kind of discussion about cars that you can get in on. Join host Michelle Naranjo tonight on Open Line. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.